Ladies and gents, boys and girls, children of all ages, well, maybe not all children of all ages, here we are again in Hell's Kitchen and Episode 7, The Aftermath. And you've heard about it two episodes ago, and you heard about it last time. It's time for the Golden Tony and the ultimate experiment gone awry. Tony Sindelar. Hello, Mose. How's it going? I am so happy to be talking to you. It's been far too long. It really uh, has. Uh, it, you know, I was thinking back to our, our motorcycle days, our flash days. It's, it's been a while. Um, I know. We had, we had motorcycle stuff happening this year, and, and, you know, I heard the flash is getting better. Uh, it goes up and down, so you know, yeah. don't invest too heavily in that. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> so here's the preamble. Mm-hmm. You all know, you've heard, heard the story. Tony had not been watching any of Daredevil Season 3, correct? Correct. And the experiment was, what if we put Tony in a bottle and force him to watch just one episode without any context? And I thought to myself after watching this, because I hadn't watched it myself, and I tried to watch it with those eyes. And we're going to see how well that worked. Now, Tony, how well did that work? Well, I'm here, so I survived. So any yes. experiment you can walk away from. Uh, yeah, I think it worked really well. Uh, I don't know what your criteria for success are, but, you know, I watched the episode. I'm excited about it. And, I mean, I was inspired to go and watch a lot more Daredevil shortly after that. So uh, as of this recording, I have watched episode seven. Uh, which is what we're talking about today, Aftermath. And then I went and watched episodes one through four. So there's kind of a gap in the middle. Uh, I have not yet seen five and six. So, for example, uh, I think I think I know what the Aftermath is the Aftermath of, but I have not seen those events uh, play out. Uh, but I'm in. Um, and, you know, the, the, the Marvel shows, you know, it's hard. They're real, they're real hit and miss. And the completionist in me has been trying to get through at one point it was like i'm gonna try and watch all the marvel tv shows and now there's there's approximately 85 of them um right and so and i'm still watching a lot of those but not all of them i never i I dodged the inhumans bullet uh i think i think i'm gonna try and watch all the netflix ones but it's been it's been slow going uh obviously daredevil season one and two i was there uh jessica jones season one and two did that uh Mm -hmm. Luke Cage, uh, sorry, Iron Fist season one uh, did that. Haven't gone back to Iron Fist season two yet, uh, though I hear it is better than people expected. Um, uh, we talked about Defenders, right? Way back when? Yes, we yeah. did. We did. Yeah. That was so, the last time we talked. That was that feels like a while ago. So we did yes. Defenders, which had, you know, Defenders made it look like maybe Matt Murdock was killed off, but also in the little after scene, no, he's not. Um, so I think we talked about that a while ding, back. Ding, ding. Yeah. I think since then, I have slowly, I watched Luke Cage season two, which I did not really enjoy and took me a very long time. I think it, uh, like I was watching like maybe an episode every other week and recently finished that and then watched episode seven of Daredevil. And it's like this, and like, I learned, I liked Luke Cage season one, but Luke Cage season two was not a great experience for me. and. It went from like, ah, Marvel shows, I'm not really excited about these, I'm watching them one at a time, to, you know, I, we've we've watched several episodes of Daredevil, one a night in a row, uh, I take so far, because we're really into it. So, uh, I think the overarching story is exciting, uh, I love all the, I'm very invested in all of these characters, even, you know, the, 
the good or bad or in between ones. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, this is this one is working for me, especially. Daredevil season two did not really work for me. The Night of Too right. Many Ninjas. That's 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 been the consensus. Yeah, and so uh, I think bringing Fisk back has been good, but I also think they just there's a more interesting story going on uh, that I am I want to know what's going to happen with Foggy and Karen and Matt and and the people around them, and so so I'm in. I'm in. That's that's the result of the experiment. The result is I'm in. Good. Yeah. So I was a little afraid mm-hmm. that. And this is my fear going in. We, we, you know, we, we have, we, we, we are students. We've seen a lot of these shows, mm-hmm. and we know that there are points in a season that get a little bit sloggy or yeah. a little bit dippy. That's yeah, the the Netflix way. Is like we we've <clears throat> got we've got twenty percent in the middle, maybe at least twenty percent in the middle that kind of maybe we phoned in some aspect of it. Right. You know. And I thought, okay, we get to seven. Maybe we hit a dry spell in, in in what we would normally call with you, me, and Lisa, the furniture yes. chair or furniture moving episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This has a little bit of that. Yeah, it's, it's a resetting point, it seems like, right? Um, right. I'm inferring from not having seen what it's being reset from. Um, but there's still a lot going on and there's a lot kind of setting up. Um, so... So you get to see Fisk coming out of the gate, all suited up, dolled up. He's no longer in jail Mm -hmm. and looking at a white wall to think maybe it's the rabbit in the snowstorm. But it is not. Still missing. Still missing Mm -hmm. and being challenged. Mm -hmm. And he's not going to have that, even though I'm I'm assuming that's that's what we're missing. But um, but. I was enthralled at some of the the um the machinations and I didn't realize that was he always wearing the same wardrobe even in season 1? I I so I I didn't remember that too because we see him walking through the closet and it's kind of everything. I know that the Kingpin's <laughs> signature he's he's got the kind of the Steve Jobs thing going on where it's yeah. You know, <laughs> a lot of a lot of black turtlenecks. Steve Jobs of crime. Yeah. Uh, he's he kind of is well. I mean, uh, he's something. Of, he's the, he's maybe he's more Machiavelli, less of a a front man. But uh, okay, yeah. But I mean, the the signature kingpin look in the comics is the the big white suit, right? Um, so yeah, I'm not. Sure, I I was trying to think back to how we saw him in in season one if he was always in the white suit or if that was just something we saw sometimes. Um, and it was you know especially having now gone and seen a couple of the you know. <laughs> His his uh his first scenes in prison and then his arrivals at the penthouse when it's just an empty uh room. Seasons or episode seven is certainly it seems like he is oh he's at like ninety nine percent of his power restored and that last one percent of that missing painting is vexing him. Um, yes, but he is doing he is operating from a position of power that he uh, has not previously been able to do. Yeah, very much so. Um, I don't think we get, do we get in this one? Is he going, yeah, he goes into his little secret mm-hmm. layer. He has this little. How, what do you think of that? I was wondering if that had, if that was the, and I still don't, I guess I don't know the answer to this question. Is that the first depiction of that secret layer? Or is that something? Total we surprise. Okay. We had no idea he was, he was doing this on the inside. Mm-hmm. The, everybody kind of wondered, I think, because he had his lawyers involved and we thought, Okay, he's he's making moves through his his shell companies, mm-hmm. but comes to show us that he's got surveillance on the surveillance. Yes, yeah, he is. I mean, 
this is what makes him a great villain in the show is uh it it sure seems like he is basically winning right uh he's out of jail he is in he's under house arrest in theoretically some kind of FBI safe house but guess what he owns the whole building and he's got all of his decor in place he's got his wardrobe in place and he's got his secret uh little room down at the bottom of the stairs with with uh some kind of hacker person waiting for him uh so he's just he's he's fine you know he is ready to run his criminal enterprise and if the FBI needs to to sit in a little room outside his hallway to make themselves feel better he's he seems relatively content with that i i was amazed at even that you know when you're at that level of power and i believe you are correct is he he is at 99% full mm-hmm. strength but that 1% um, will will vex a, a wilson fisk right yes so. and and like to be able to tell people that what you want to see on the monitor mm-hmm. was pretty impressive yeah. like i don't i'm not going to touch any remote controls you do that mm-hmm. you do what i tell you mm-hmm. uh um, what do you think what do you think happened to matt I, i'm i'm curious what what your thoughts are well so and i this was this episode was interesting because i have at this point had not seen kind of what happened since the end of defenders and at the end of Defenders, he was pretty blown up. They have that, which I don't super love, the after the, like, I don't know. I mean, I guess we knew he's not blown up because there's a Daredevil season three. Well, and a building fell on him. Yeah. Let's just, let's just, let's just put, be perfectly yeah. put a ribbon on it. Um, But in the post credit scene or, or whatnot, or mid credit scene, he's in some kind of uh, uh, religious building and, he, you know, he's he's okay. Or he's at least not dead. <laughs> he's not buried. Mm-hmm. Um, So, uh. But here we see him, he is not in a great place, right? He is, uh, he is certainly, you know, the Kingpin is, is, is winning. He's got his, he's playing the FBI. He's got uh, his, his headquarters all set up. And Matt is kind of, Matt is shaken and being very emotional. Uh, you know, he, he has basically had his, his name kind of ruined uh, by the FBI. Um, so, or they, they, uh, Matt and Daredevil are wanted by the FBI, so, um, you know, things, things are not good for him. Um, this was, I didn't, so this, this episode, uh, I'm picking up a little bit that this Nadim character is new, who's the FBI agent, who is, uh, I guess he's kind of our central FBI agent, who's gonna be, who's kind of running Fisk, maybe, <laughs> thinks he's running Fisk, um, and is investigating various things, and, um, and, uh, it is interesting as he has not played as he's not a corrupt, he, but he's also not a, a white knight. Uh, he is a complicated person who has a lot of job pressures on him. Um, so Matt, Matt is not doing so great. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, in this episode, he goes and con- confronts Melvin, uh, who we haven't seen in a little while. And uh, he is, he's not operating from a position of strength in any way. No. And <clears throat> so you, you've seen one through four. So you now mm-hmm. know that it's Maggie that is with him. Mm-hmm. Um, yet Nadim is playing a role very similar to um, Madani in Punisher. Mm-hmm. The, the, the agent that's working kind of and building the storyline. And, you know, these are the people that are actually going to put him away. Yeah. And it's hard. He's, you know, he's kind of the good guy, but he's also compromised, right? Um, y- there you go. Yeah. I mean, he's got these... In, in the first episode, they introduced the, you know, he can't move up. Because, I mean, there's the horrible Catch-22, where basically he needs to make more money because his family's broke, and he can't make, he can't get a promotion because he's a, his credit score's too low, and so he's a security risk. And it's like, 
You can't make more money. Which is a real thing, folks. I know, which is awful. It's like, yeah, you can't make more money because we don't trust you. And also, we don't trust you because you don't have any money. And it's like, well, thanks. Um, sorry, his, I think, sister-in-law got cancer. Um, you know, it's, yeah, great. Um, America. Yeah, welcome to the USA. Yeah. So, another one of those, like, problems that, like, guess what? This doesn't exist. Canadian Daredevil, that guy is just fine. <laughs> and he, uh, Just know, fine. Yeah, just fine. So, um, yeah. So Melvin, Melvin comes back. I was not expecting uh, more Melvin. So that was uh... I was not at all. Mm-hmm. And I well, reading Born Again. I mean, they've de- definitely made some adjustments to the to the script and story to mm-hmm. meld things a little bit. But I remember, like, I think it was the episode Pariah or one of the, or Purgatory. You know, Matt is really on the outskirts and basically a hobo. Mm-hmm. Um, so at least he has some refuge in this one Mm -hmm. um but seeing melvin in this and such easter egg dropping yes uh, like Um, do you really do we want to see the gladiator it his i i was trying to figure out what exactly he was like wearing under his jacket yeah i mean i was like is that just a sweater that just has the pattern of the gladiator do you have a fancy suit what's going but it's 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 clearly we're supposed to see that and think gladiator right Um, yeah so I don't, I don't know. I don't, I think Melvin, I mean, the way they depict Melvin, I think Melvin needs to, like, keep his nose clean, because he is, I mean, I don't, and so I don't know a lot about this character from the comics, except that the gladiator is a villain who later becomes a guy who makes costumes, uh, and, and gear and stuff. Uh, and in this, they, I mean, they kind of depict Melvin, like, he might have, like, a learning disability or something, right? Like, he's okay. kind of, he's kind of not quite there, or, or, yeah. I don't know what the right word for it is, but I mean, he is, he's an adult, he has a job, he's doing these craft things, he has a relationship with his parole officer, which, uh, you know, is a... Is it's a, not something we, we de- definitely uh, put a green light on. Yeah, I mean, it makes him vulnerable to being blackmailed, um, but, you know, and he seems like he is unfortunately easily manipulated by, you know, people around him. Um so yeah, I mean, I I feel like he the further he gets away from the world of capes, the better off he is going to be. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I was thinking the exact same thing. I was like, you know, I, I don't. I, it's almost like he's on spectrum in some way, yeah, like, or something. Yes, and I, yeah. I mean, I think, and I think, I mean, I am not sure exactly how he's clearly being depicted as as uh, yeah, he, something's going on there, right? Yeah, um, but he's but he's totally jacked and like has the wherewithal to make costumes and obviously work on things. Yeah. So and I mean, he, he has, he has a, a, a probably a higher intelligence in that area for mm-hmm. sure. And there's even, I mean, I feel like they sometimes depict him as kind of simple, but in this episode, I feel like they kind of play with that where he and Matt go to his new, uh, his new little workshop and he locks up Matt because he, he is going to turn Matt over because he feels like that's the only thing he can do to get safe. Right. So, he it kind of like Matt underestimates him at first, right? Uh, and you know Matt gets out pretty quickly, so because they have a fight, um, and that's a pretty good fight scene. Um, the, well, the that incorporated, yeah, yeah, that incorporated the uh, the circular saw blades. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I've never seen anybody throw them quite like that. I mean, mm-hmm. the last time it happened was in Commando. If you saw that. I don't know if I've seen that one, but okay. <laughs> All right. Just reference for everyone else. You remember that Sully lets him steam out. Yeah, it's Schwarzenegger. You love it. Uh, and, I, you know, and so they have a pretty good fight scene and the like the SWAT team shows up to arrest people uh, and 
uh, Melvin is, you know, not going down easy. And you just, you just feel bad for Melvin, right? Like, he, Matt has, yeah. you know, the Kingpin has come into his life, and then Matt has now come into his life, and this is a, this is a guy who, he is being left much worse off, kind of in the wake of the fight between uh, Kingpin and uh, Daredevil, right? Is- yeah, I, I was I was actually hoping for a little bit of like allyship, mm-hmm. and and there was in the fight, but it would have been interesting potentially to bring Melvin in as like an ally for a couple episodes. But mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for just for the sake of time, I guess you just you just can't do it. It's also, I mean, I feel like the the theme this season, Daredevil is not not part of the super friends, right? Like that, that you know, he he is he he barely lets uh, Foggy and Karen know that he's alive. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's his walk away from the Defenders is like, you know, Matt Murdock is dead. Daredevil is still going to be around because Daredevil is necessary. Matt Murdock is not, and uh, I am completely on my own, right? You know, well, except for you know, he's got a nun to stitch him up. Um, everybody right. needs that. Um, everybody, but you know, but yeah, but but Foggy, Karen, you know, his his existence will get them, uh, endanger them. Uh, he's certainly not making any phone calls to Luke Cage or Jessica Jones. It seems like um, he is just he's completely alone. He has isolated himself. Now he does have Karen and Foggy. Now, mm-hmm. um, what's your feelings on like you know? Uh, what we're com- what we're coming out of let's just let's just get it down to it mm-hmm. there's been an attack in um the bulletin oh okay. and both Karen and foggy were a part of it mm-hmm. fake out daredevil aka bullseye mm-hmm. who does blasted. not appear anywhere in episode seven I can't not wait. at all yeah he's... now that's the interesting part that you're gonna you're gonna see now is there's episodes where characters are completely void and yep. and out of completely out but it's okay mm-hmm. but it, it, it this was the problem i i felt like with this episode for you is you have no idea that bullseye's here mm-hmm. that was a that was a little bit you know i asked you hey this episode is called aftermath what's it the aftermath of and i think you said there's yeah. been a big shooting somewhere <clears throat> and you know the rest yeah. i was able to kind of fill in from context clues but uh yeah uh we don't we see no dare to uh, see no bullseye and i am kind of wondering uh, so I, I filled in that it's, you know, Fisk has sent someone. I don't know if they've used the word bullseye yet on the show. I know that no, sometimes, not yet. And they're, they're, sometimes they, uh, that's the Netflix way, Marvel way, is they don't, they don't use the superhero or supervillain name. They just wink at it real, real hard. Um, yeah. But clearly it's, uh, clearly it's bullseye, and we know based on the, the uh, civilian identity, uh, bullseye in a daredevil outfit um, has been sent to do some bad stuff. So I'm wondering if, if we will see. A, co- a version of the comics Daredevil outfit, or sorry, comics Bullseye outfit, or the I, Bullseye. I know, I and know. And like, I always feel very mixed about that, because it's like, I kind of want to see that, but also a lot of the comics outfits don't don't look so great on the, in the live see, action, this, you know? It, this is exactly my argument with Iron Fist. Yeah. It's, I really wanted that plunge neck and mm-hmm. mask. I, I had to have it, and I never got it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it seemed, I've, I've seen pictures where I think maybe season two iron fist does but i, think I don't think it's as 70s as i want it to be yeah well i mean that was very 70s so <laughs> you know um there's I like there's it, one luke cage moment right where he like yep. he pieces together a wardrobe from like a clothesline or something right and that's his you know that's his 70s inspired outfit um 
but yeah, it's 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 just it's hard. Even the you know the much more maroon, much more armored Daredevil uh, costume. Like I'm okay with it, but I don't love it. Um, so I, I'm I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, hard. I want the skin tight art, you know, I, but you can't translate that. I well. mean, it's just it none, and it's hard because they're so iconic, right? I mean that. I always think about the X-Men co- uh, comics versions, which are these iconic, lots of bright colors, lots of skin-tight spandex, and then all the versions we see in the movies, and, you know, the early movies, uh, X-Men movies especially, where it's like, eh, black leather is close enough, right? Uh, it's like, well, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny, because you're, you know, the headmaster of uh, Batman University, yeah. what's what's your take on, because it was funny, because I just watched The Dark Knight uh, two nights ago, mm-hmm. and so you take comic Batman versus live action Batman. What's mm-hmm. your feeling there? You know, I think for some reason that Batman holds up. Uh, and I think part of it is he just benefits from his color scheme, which is so much. And the Batman color scheme changes a little bit, right? Like, cause it's sometimes there, there've been, there are iterations of the Batman costume. Uh, he actually right now has like a bright yellow Batman symbol. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it helps that the Batman outfit is usually like black cape and then dark gray. Uh, and then sometimes a yellow utility belt, sometimes brown, sometimes blue, something like that. And I yeah. don't know, that seems to translate to live action better than other things. I still think in, you know, in those movies, the kind of the worst things are when they've got the close-ups of any version of Batman. Um, like, you know, he shouldn't be in the, in the, in the suit in, on the, in the center of the screen close up too much because like, it's just a guy in a funny suit. <laughs> so, you know, it's, um, it's funny. Cause I, I was wondering, like, you know, I, I thought to myself, does, does dark Knight hold up? And I think it actually does, but, but I, I totally agree. It's when you see the blacked out eyes. And I think to myself, if you took that mask off right now, you'd have two like charcoal eyes. And that would be weird. Like, mm. you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, 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 yeah, you, you can't, I, I mean, I feel like they, it's they can't spend a lot of time looking at the face of the character because it just yeah. looks ridiculous and it looks rubbery. I think the Dark Knight holds up. Um, there are parts of that movie that I don't like and are kind of nonsensical, but there are parts of it that uh, I really like. Uh, I don't think they always fit together perfectly, but there's some. I guess there are ingredients in that that I really, really like that I think are you know some of the best Batman on film. Um, so, so there's also some stuff that's kind of weird and doesn't yeah. quite gel. But you know, so let me let me let me let me switch gears to our side side characters just a little bit. Mm -hmm. You've seen all the Daredevils Mm -hmm. so far, yep, for the most part. What what what's your thoughts on the evolution of both Carrie and Foggy at this point? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you what are you taking from that? Even if you just went with just episode seven, Mm -hmm. are you seeing a difference in those two characters? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess this episode is especially because I'm jumping in. And they're off on these very far away from Matt trajectories, which is, but are still, like, things are still connected and related. So I like that. I mean, I think back to season one, when they had their little office in the, you know, yeah, like, they, their little, almost, like, play law firm that they were trying to run with, like, no furniture. Yeah. And, and and now, like, I mean, Matt is basically dead. Um, Daredevil is off being a, Daredevil is now a full-time occupation. You can't pretend to be a lawyer and be Daredevil. Right. Uh, Foggy is uh, kind of okay. He got what he wants. He's still figuring out if that is actually what he's happy with. But he's got the job. He's got the suit. He's got a girlfriend. He's got a, a apartment with a fancy view that uh, probably I'm supposed to recognize, but I don't. Um, 
So he seems to be doing doing okay, except perhaps a little. He's he's still figuring out like, is this actually what I want? Um, I got all the things I wanted. Uh, am I having a, he's an not early as midlife crisis? At, yeah, yeah, he's not. He, he doesn't he's have the bumble. He, yeah, naiveness. His, I mean, I felt like even his haircut. Uh, he, oh he, yeah, he, he has a, a big boy haircut now. Um, <clears> so he is he is a competent adult. He is not Matt Murdock's sidekick uh, anymore, right? He is off living his own life. And he still feels, you know, he's grappling with that because, I mean, maybe he's a little lonely. Um, slash, maybe he's not quite ready to grow up. But he seems to be doing okay. Uh, Karen, uh, I think Karen is, is 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 a really interesting story. Where uh, I am curious. I haven't seen Punisher yet, so I don't know if she pops up in Punisher. Damn it, Tony! I know I'm bad at things. Uh, I assume she pops up in Punisher because she was shown as being connected to the Punisher when he was on Daredevil season two. You remember? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I mean, I think one of the major things that has been kind of brewing in the Karen story is kind of the right to bear arms um, flag has been, Mm -hmm. I mean, she's, she's always carrying. Yes. Um, And in fact, in Punisher, uh, he finds her and basically asks her, you still have a piece? She's like, always. Mm -hmm. So. There's been some growth there, and also, if you remember, and we've we talked about in prior episodes, is she's done murder. Yes, and so she's no no she, she no killed, child. Uh, in, this. And, in fact, was that season one? Yeah. yeah, she had to basically, more or less, in self defense, kill Fisk's henchman. Right, that scene. Yeah, where they're Wesley. Like, they're yeah, where they're at, the, they're at the table, and you know, he basically doesn't think she's going to do it, or he basically does not treat her as a threat, and she grabs a gun and kills him right um she's interesting because she's really been broken down and rebuilt over a couple different a couple different shows she has had it seems like more than her fair share of trauma right uh and even her first kind of uh her entry point into daredevil right was like her her uh boyfriend or somebody was murdered and uh there was a cover-up am i remembering that correctly so like uh, I think what you just brought up is huge because I had a hard time with this. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in this episode where essentially she's, I guess, going to flee and go to her dad's place. I think it's her brother mm-hmm. that gets murdered and something happens. And basically that's why the father's like, no, you yes. can't come here. Oh, yeah. Now is not. It's like the now is not a good time. Yeah, Talk. and it's like she it, is. That is a rough scene, where especially because you get the sense that like she is never called, and she is in a crisis, and she is so is she asking is for she, help. Um, yeah, did she? I get think fired that was then. Um, I if I'm remembering correctly, and I just flipped really quickly to look at a Wikipedia thing. I think she gets framed for killing a coworker, and it's a it's like a cover up for some whatever they're doing. Remember, they're building like a uh, the pit, and they're. They're buying up a bunch of properties in in Hell's Kitchen and whatnot. So I think she gets framed for murder. It was during Defenders. No, 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 no. It's season one. It it's like the thing. It's like the first time Black Sky is mentioned. So, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their All first. Right. Cl- I'm, this is Ninja the, Maniacs. The, the part of podcast where we read from Wikipedia. Um, yeah. Foggy and, and and Murdoch. Their first client is Karen Page, a secretary for construction company Union Allied who has been framed for the murder of her co-worker, um, Daniel Fisher, after accidentally uncovering a pension embezzlement scheme. 
uh, scheme. So holy crap! So she has seen a lot of horrible things, and there is kind of that like, you know, probably she should be getting some therapy, but instead she's just pouring it all into her work and like has and hanging out with superheroes. Yeah, and, and has become like you know an amazing, or maybe not amazing, but has become a a well a respected independent journalist that her boss gives her a hard time and but also treats her like he respects her in a very short amount of time without going to school right because she is just <laughs> putting ev- well she's putting all her energy into it right you know you yeah know? um so but maybe also like therapy would also be good because she has seen some horrible trauma and uh you know is yeah um so i yeah i i, I that it's been mentioned at least once in uh the other episodes that i've i've watched that uh, something happened with her brother, and her brother died, and she is blamed or responsible or something for that. And there is this scene, which I think at least is the first scene I've ever seen where Karen's family comes up, and she feels like she has to get out of the city because of, uh, of Fisk, and she calls, and they're like, uh, you know, this is just not a, it's not a great time, even though you're basically yeah. like the only time you're ever asking for help. Um, well, it's, and it's her inc- editor it's wanted to know... Um, yeah, because her editor want to know Do you if know who she Daredevil knew though? Daredevil, and yep. she basically says that she does without saying it, and if she doesn't give up that it's Matt, she's fired. Mm-hmm. We never see the aftermath, quote, um, of that that scene, except with—I with, would assume that she did leave, and so she's just looking to get out. Yeah. Um, but she is not not in a good place, and it's again, you know, it's the like she's another, you know, I mean, Melvin, uh, Foggy, Karen. It's like the, you know, there's only room in the in New York for for, for Daredevil and Fisk, and everybody else who gets near them is uh is going to suffer. Um, yeah, you know, it's uh. But Foggy in his uh, well, I forget what movie it was. Was it? It wasn't Jerry Maguire, was it? Where they he laid out all the papers on the floor uh, it's kind of a trope that we've seen before where yeah. all the papers go over the floor and 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 you're in in the world of thought i wasn't even sure were those his papers or were those his girlfriend's papers um but yes. uh yeah that's a great question <laughs> that he knocked over a pile of papers and then sees the sees the one important legal thing um, yeah, yeah which is again this is going to be one of those hooks that we have no idea what what this is but it seems like he must have told Matt because Matt goes to Nadim. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't I know. Think... I I assume Matt is on his own. That's um, what I did. I, that's what I um, thought too. Yeah, and that's a that's a pretty good scene where uh, you know Nadim uh, goes home and you know things are not great at home. Things are not great with his wife, and then he goes down into the basement and you know friendly neighborhood Daredevil is there in the base. And he knew that was going to happen. It's like. You know, he something something untoward is going to happen to this guy. And Daredevil talking to you in the basement and punching you a little bit is about is like the best case scenario. The worst case scenario is you know, uh, Bullseye is going to be there and shoot you in the head. Um, well, but, and yeah. see, that's where I thought it was going to go. I thought he was just going to get taken out. Uh, luckily, he just got a couple spleen punches and mm-hmm. and and a little bit of truth. Yeah, and so I think I think Foggy's on his own uh, paper trail. So I think Foggy's got something on Fisk. Uh, and maybe he's going to get on the paper trail that, I, I don't know, I, I haven't seen en- enough to know what, because Karen was investigating stuff, if she's fully brief foggy, or are they coming at things from the different angles. 
Because what Matt talks to uh, Deem about is that uh, the person imp- impersonating Daredevil is in the FBI. That's his. Uh, his. That's clue. the hook. That's his yeah. hook that he gives Nadim. So Nadim's going to have something to chew on and pursue. Um, so, but that seems that seems independent of whatever Foggy's figuring out. I figure whatever Foggy's figuring out is has something to do with uh, financial stuff or with Fisk's uh, terms of Fisk's deal or something like that. Um, so just a heads up. I don't. I can't remember in four episodes if you've seen this part, but you've 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 been ingratiated with Dex. Yes. We've met Dex. Dex is Bullseye. Yes, I knew that from. I recognized the name. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um. Interesting. So, interesting version of Bullseye, right? I'm used to him as being. Much oh yeah. More of a, just. I mean, <laughs> one of several comic book characters to hold the title of world's greatest assassin. <laughs> you know, world's greatest assassin. There's like like 18 people are allowed to hold that title at the same time. Right. Let's uh, do a little battle royale for that. Yeah. It's uh. You know. Um. The, there's, there's a lot of it's a rotating thing they share the belt um but I'll, uh, I'll tell you tony i've been super pleased with okay with the exception of season two just that's kind of has the asterisk on it mm-hmm. but the fleshing out of villains this is where daredevil shines it's it's heaviest light and mm-hmm. does it really well and i think so far the fleshing out of Bullseye has been nothing short of very well done. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting, too. He is uh, an FBI sniper SWAT guy who is not 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 quite right, um, as opposed to the more kind of generic, like, he's an assassin, he kills people for money, he works for Fisk because Fisk has money. Like, that's... You know, I feel like that's the more cookie cutter uh, yeah. version of him. And, you know, they could have done that. Um, the, I, they they could have gone strong on the but, Col- Colin Farrell team. Oh, I was not going to mention that. I've, I've, I saw that movie, Valentine's Day. Uh, that was not, not a great movie. Not a great depiction of uh, Bullseye. The Bullseye may be one of the worst parts of it. I don't know. There were a lot of not good parts about that movie. <laughs> so, like, if you weighed it all out, I'm not sure if that's the worst part. It's really not good. Like the 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 head tattoo, and like I think he points it at one point, and he says bullseye, and it's yeah, you know what I do like, and part of this happens in the episodes you haven't seen. Mm -hmm. Nothing to (laughs) the extreme of taking uh, a paper clip and throwing it into a guy's throat, Mm -hmm. but there are some very good bullseye. I hate to say realistic because you know what I'm talking yes. about, but very like plausible. Okay, I mean Bullseye-ish. I've seen I've seen him take out an Albanian hit squad. Um, yes, I've seen you... him eat pizza. That was yeah. That was that was a thing I've seen. <laughs> so. Have you seen him uh, hurt his coach? No, I don't think so. Okay, Tony, yeah. I'm gonna tell you that that's episode five, and mm-hmm. you are going to love it. So episode four, the big thing in episode four was that was the uh, prison hallway fight that I think everyone yeah. had told me about. So that was pretty good. So that's going to stick with me for a while. Um, yeah, five and six are are like essentially the quote fight, fight, fight mm-hmm. episodes. You know what? But, if they're, if they're executed that. like that, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. So um, it's not fight, fight, fight like Arrow. Yeah, 
But I mean, they've it, got a different it, budget, so it's uh, yeah, 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 yeah. They can it, do they can do what Arrow can't always do. So every now and then, Arrow t- pulls out all the stops, but uh, yeah, they can't do that every week. So when we talk about the absence of characters, mm-hmm. I think episode five, you are going to eat. Okay, I really, I mean, I have to say, there has not been an episode I have disliked yet, and even just even just episode one with Matt just completely beat to hell in the basement yeah. and like. That that was a great great job of pulling me in, um, and like I know he is going to get better because he can't spend the whole season in the basement of a church. Uh, right. But that was you know the the de- the way they depicted just how badly hurt he has and what has been done to his senses uh, was impressive. Oh, and the sound design, yeah, oh. uh, it's and I will I think I will just never forget. At some point, he's got a, a neti pot um, which he's going to use to like clear his sinuses, and he fills it yes. up with water. And he does the sinus clearing thing, and it's like a half gallon of blood just falls out of his face, and it's it's the greatest advertisement for the nutty pot ever. It is a very upsetting scene, uh, but it, it shows you that uh, yeah, Matt Murdock is not not in a good way. Um, and you know, I, I like that it's like you know, where does Matt Murdock end up? He ends up in the basement of a church, and he's you know he's gonna have to spend some time there, and uh, I guess he's got his braille Bibles that he, he has mixed feelings That's right. about. Um, but like, yeah, that's, um, Hey, Tony, you, you, do you, do you want the, do you want the bad news now? Do you want the truth? Yeah. What's the truth? This is it. It's all over after this. What? No, there's like, like six more episodes after episodes. I know this is the end of this. The the season's over after this. No, nothing. No more. No more daredevil for anybody. Well, I mean, I know there's no more seasons after this, which is sad. Um, so yeah, I know Marvel and well, Netflix and Disney. Are, uh, once again, we're we're crushed by two companies that can't get along in their ability to turn everything into money. Um, yeah, have you seen the ending of season three yet? Oh no no no. Okay, this is my my experiment in this, and I, I've been. We were talking before we started recording. And we all are living extremely busy lives and mm-hmm. chaotic, and and we don't want stuff to be homework. And so I had decided, I'd heard inklings before the season started that potentially this could happen. Obviously, we, we've, we've had some stuff falling out. Mm-hmm. And so I said, you know, every other season I've, I've binged, and I've done it the first weekend, done, and then I forget it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going along just you with everybody that, I, yeah, so even if. I'm I'm with people that have watched the whole thing. I have I don't know what they know, mm-hmm. and I kind of like that. It it brings us back to the days of weekly yeah. and being able to you know just chew on it for a while. And sometimes mm-hmm. I chew on it for two weeks, but you know here we are. Sure, and you know I mean no shame on anyone who wants to sit and binge TV. No, but like I feel like yeah you can do that maybe, but uh, I don't know I don't I I think you won't appreciate it the same way. So yeah, I mean um, the same way Batman is to you, Daredevil is to me, mm-hmm. and it's like I just want to make the meal last. Yeah, especially I mean I feel like these episodes are really good. There's no, it's like you don't have to get through these for the sake of getting through these. Uh, e- each one is uh, I don't know, it's a it's a lovely little piece. So you yeah, know. and and in years past I've done triple episodes. You know, and it you know you get through you go through so much so fast you you don't you miss the little nooks and crannies and mm-hmm. Easter eggs and things that are fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I am enjoying, I think one of the things I'm enjoying about the season is how uh, cohesive it is. Uh, you know, season two had a lot, like there was so much in, in it, and in addition to the fact that I think not everybody loved all of the, the stuff, the, the ninjas in particular, I almost feel like if they had just, you know, less would have been more, right? Like yeah. if, if, if see, like, remember, season two, the, the season with a million, million ninjas was also all about Elektra, and it was also all about the Punisher and his court case. And it's like, yes. why, that, like, that could have been a season, right? Um, I, I, I oh, think. Oh, I, I totally agree. Totally Instead, agree. that kind of totally gets buried in there. Uh, and, and that was, I mean, I, again, I think I will go and watch Punisher at some point, because I've heard good things about Punisher season one. That is a character that I had zero interest in. And then I thought that was like one of the good parts of season two of Daredevil is they made, made, made me interested in a character that I don't care about. And, you know, right. I'm, you know, you know, you know, my, my proclivities. I like Batman. Sure. Uh, but well, good. and a lot of people's pro- proclivities were like, ooh, Punisher, that guy, yeah. just all he does is shoot everybody. Bang, bang. Sure. It, uh, and, you know, I didn't care about Iron Man before I saw a good, good Marvel uh, movie. Exactly. I hadn't who heard cared of, about Iron Man? Yeah. No one even knew who Guardians of the Galaxy were except deep comics nerds. You know, good yeah. movies uh, will be fun and interesting and make you care about characters that you didn't care about before. Uh, and will give, give you interesting takes on them. And guess what? Bad movies will make you not care about characters that maybe you, you do. Guess what? There's some bad Batman movies out there. Uh, I've talked about them on podcasts. Um, right. So, and, well, yeah. And, and there's the, the other angle is, and this is what my worry was, I, and I brought it up, you know, a couple different times. I talked to Jason about it a little bit, and I've talked to a few others. But, you know, going into this Disney Plus realm and, mm. and, and whatever that looks like, what worries me is that the showrunners and the people that did this may not come over to do whatever's next. Yeah, prob- probably not, right? Um, so they have to go off but, somewhere else. Which but is I hope they learn the lesson yeah. that, you know, there is less, and mo- less is more, and that you can do this and do it really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think especially, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'll feel, be- feel differently about Daredevil Season 3, but almost all the Marvel shows have had a 13-episode uh, season, and I think all of them could have been ten, and a lot of them could have been eight. That's like that's 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 a lot of extra episodes that they uh they gave us that I don't know if we needed. Uh, I've even appreciated you know the Mar- the Daredevil episodes are compared to Luke Cage season two. Luke Cage season two has a lot of one hour or even a little over one hour episodes that kind of drag, and uh, Daredevil is more in that forty to fifty minute range. And it's like you know what those ten or fifteen minutes like. They matter. It makes a difference. They matter. They're snappier. Things move along. Um, yep. You know. You put pressure on yourself to say, yeah. "Hey, we're going to tell the story in forty-five minutes." Yeah, and you know, it's it's Netflix, so they can make the episodes however long they want. But guess what? That that box is a good constraint <clears throat> to work in sometimes. So. And I think Punisher, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not going to look it up, I think it was ten episodes. Mm-hmm. And I, my personal opinion. And I'm one who looks for SAG. I didn't feel that SAG. Good, good. I've heard so, good things about season one. I've heard not as positive things about season two. So yeah, uh, and I, I, I hey, am not very far. In, I have in watched Punisher. I've watched the Punisher movies, which are not great. So yeah, you know. no, no, no. Don't, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, you know? I, I'd be curious about that Warzone one, but I'm it's not great. Dolph Lundgren one. I've, no, I've, I have not seen the Dolph Lundgren one. I've seen the modern ones, which are there two or three. Uh, oh, that's right. That Thomas Jane one. Uh, all right. I'm looking up with Roy Scheider. Uh, one of them I like because it's really weird. Um, 
Let's see. Is that the one where he pours the boiling water in the guy's face and it's it's uh what's his face um uh wrestler I can't remember his name Kevin Nash. See, is that the one? I'm looking stuff up right now. Okay, it could be. Uh, yes, fe- yes. Feeling it. That's the is that two, the one? The 2004 one, which is just called The Punisher. I like that one. That one's weird. Um, yeah. Like, there's a hitman who comes and, like, plays a song on a guitar, and there's just... Yes. Like, yes, I like that one. It's it's weird. <laughs> there, There's a short film with Thomas Jane. It's mm-hmm. called Punisher Dirty Laundry, I believe. Mm-hmm. Or Pocket Change. No, I think it's Dirty Laundry. It's on YouTube. Highly recommend. It's just a little short film. It kind of... Interesting. Interesting. If they had, if they, I could see where they would have, could have progressed it on. Though I mm-hmm. think John Barenthal really becomes the Punisher. Yes, he does a very, and especially, uh, it's weird because I am so used to him as Dirtbag from Walking Dead. Uh, he also, he, I was just watching, uh, he is in Kimmy Schmidt in a weird role. Um, I need to see that. He's just in one episode, I think. He's just a guest character in one episode. Uh, but yes. So yeah, I I like the 2004 Punisher because it's weird. I like Thomas yep. Jane. I like I don't know if you watched all the Expanse, but he's on the Expanse as a guy with a regrettable haircut. Um, yes. So I like that. Uh Punisher Warzone I saw. It's uh I was that in theaters? Uh, it, if it was, it was a day. It it has that direct to DVD feel. Yeah, um, it was like four walled for one day. Yeah, it's it's not great and it has Dominic West in it and he's he's kind of wasted. Um, so yeah, um, Dominic West from the, from the wire. wire. Yeah. So gotcha. Not, not, you know, in one of his, I hope he got paid for this roles. So, um, you know, they, they were, they, they were just doing it to scale. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I like Thomas Jane. So, you know, I, I enjoy some versions of the Punisher, but yeah, the, uh, the Marvel Netflix version of the Punisher is, uh, is interesting. And I, I am, inter- I, I don't know. I feel like I could ask you more questions about the Punisher, but I could also just go and watch. Uh, the Punisher. I'm very curious, like where it's set and where where he ends up, because it seems like he shouldn't hang out in New York, but um, maybe he does. I, <laughs> what I do like about everything that we've seen thus far in the MTU, whatever, mm-hmm. um, is is the timelines have been pretty interesting mm-hmm. in the way in which they overlap. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I mean, it, it's 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 interesting how you know we're. It, if if you put it on a timeline to see where all these things progress and what's happening simultaneous, um, the uh, I I do want to ask you a big question. Yeah, and and this is a question that neither you or I have a tried and true. There's no answer to it until we're done. What do you see happening at the end here? Obviously, there's going to be an end game with he and Kingpin, mm-hmm. but. Do you know what the plan even remotely could be, or what? Why are we even here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could if they knew they were going to get canceled, you could see them killing each other, right? Like that would feel like a trajectory for these characters. Yeah, um, but I, I don't think that like, happened. I don't think that happens because I feel like that's not they. They, you know, they want to keep the door open for renewal. Um, and Daredevil, I mean, I feel like in some ways he's been the most successful in um, the uh, the Netflix Marvel characters. He's got the I most seasons. I think that's seasons. safe to say. Yeah, he's got I the most seasons. I think there would be, there'd be arguments. The um, yeah. You know, uh, I don't think his show has always been the best, but it seems like he has been the most popular. Um, yeah, I think I think there's 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 always that argument. And again, it's my fault. I, you know, I haven't seen Jessica Jones, 
But I know that there's always that argument, well, but Jessica Jones this, because I know, you know, Iron Fist and Luke Cage, no way. Mm-hmm. I'm, not a chance. And, you know, I mean, I think the Je- Jessica Jones show is great, uh, but I feel like half of everything with this comic book stuff is like the brand recognition, and Daredevil is a character that people have heard of. Jessica yeah. Jones is a much more recent creation that people have not heard of. And the show is oh, great. Oh, is, is she pretty recent? Yeah. So, um... I think she's from the early 2000s. Um, so she doesn't go back to the 60s like, uh, you know, half these other characters. I think maybe she appeared somewhere else. I recall reading the first Jessica Jones comic when I was in college. It was written by Brian Michael Bendis, who I read, wrote, read a lot of stuff by. Uh, so I, I'm guessing very early 2000s. Um, and, and he did Daredevil at some point. Yeah, I don't know he, whether it was before or after. I mean, I don't know if there's any Marvel property that he didn't touch at some point. He was pretty yeah. prolific. Um, so, you know, he, he got I, around. Um, I feel like there were months where there'd be like 12, 12 Bendis titles on the stands. So, yeah. Um, I had this feeling that somehow Vanessa is involved and we will see her. Mm-hmm. I have my own theory that somehow she is more in charge than we are led to believe. And that maybe even Wilson knows where mm-hmm. she is. There is that the kind of strange remark. I think it was in episode two, maybe where uh, Fisk does not know where she's being kept, but she's being kept somewhere uh, by you know a fixer that he has that works for him, and she has somehow dictated where she is being pulled up uh, against Fisk, Fisk's uh, wishes. She's in Spain, and he thinks that's too close to the Albanians. Um, there you go yeah yeah. yeah. so it does suggest that like she's got a decent amount of autonomy right uh but you know she's not just being escorted from safe house to safe house but uh yeah i am i am i'm curious i assume we will see her because uh there's a lot of talk about her she's driving a lot of the action it seems like eventually she's got to appear and there's got to be some fallout from that Um, and it Obviously, we're leading up to a bullseye fight, and yeah. Matt seems to think that he can't beat him. I mean, he's—I uh, I am not sure exactly what state he is in uh, at episode seven compared to previous episodes, but he is not doing so great in the first half of season three, from my, where I've seen him. Right, like you know, he's—he seems like he still doesn't have all his senses, and his reflexes are not there. Uh, you know, I mean, I just watched that uh, episode four where he wins. But he has a pretty not so great fight with uh, just three three guys in a in a jail hallway. Um, yeah, so he, I would say he gets, he gets to about eighty five percent by the time we see him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what Matt th- is thrown by is the bullseye superpower, which in theory, you know, they haven't been playing much on radar vision in a you know. At all, really, um, and especially remember in, in especially season one where they you did had the, the world on fire look, right? Yeah, it, perfect. Yeah, and that has not been done at all. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's you know able to kind of kind of see through things. Yeah, which is yeah we haven't seen that. I don't know why. That's an interesting visual choice that they haven't done it, and I don't know if that's a reflection of where his kind of power levels are or that. I don't know. I think some people were confused by that. Like some people thought, like, "Wait, can he see?" And it's like, "No, he can't see." That's the whole point. Uh, but he has. Yeah, and you know. if you remember, I think that might have been actually the confusion part of the Affleck movie, mm-hmm. where he Perhaps. had kind of a yeah. He, <clears throat> I recall there being lots of like shots in like 3D that were blue and yeah, sonary. Um, so 
Yeah. I, I this this scene was uh in this episode featured one of those scenes where uh uh Fisk is uh kind of in Matt's head as like uh the oh, devil yeah. the devil on his shoulder uh taunting him, which I wasn't prepared for that. So that was a little weird and trippy. Uh I really enjoyed that and I've seen that now in uh the earlier episodes. Uh that is a fun mechanic that I'm I'm it really, really is very oh, cool choice. Where he's and the way they do it where he's always like in the background and out of focus is uh yeah, that's that works for me. I feel like in other situations that would have felt really cheesy and dumb, but uh yeah, I like that. Um so the the scene where I mean especially it works in uh, because Matt's on off, off on his own. He doesn't have anyone to talk to. How do we tell you as the audience what's going on in his head? We have this, you know, figure for him to argue with. Um, yeah. So I like when they have that that scene where they're down in like, you know, the dark basement and uh, under the church, I guess. And and Fisk is telling him basically, yeah, you're too weak to beat Bullseye, and you're too dumb to beat me. So just give up, right? Um, I I thought that was pretty great. Um, yeah, I, I've been. I was really fascinated by that mechanic. Um, it, it just it just adds for a great visual storytelling, mm-hmm. and I, 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 one we have not seen, and you know we'll never see again. But yeah, I know it's very effective, though. So I enjoy that. It's uh, yeah, it just it it is. That's always the tricky thing with with superheroes. I mean, I almost feel like that's like half of why they have sidekicks half the time is like so you have someone to talk to. Um, you know, because their a vo- their narration sounds a little cheesy. Uh, but yeah, yeah they having... did do that in Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. I forget. Right? Remind because me what the that per- looks like in Jessica Jones. Well, I mean, it wasn't the same, but like, you know, because the purple man could do his little woo mm-hmm. on, on her and everybody. Mm-hmm. But he's literally controlling, basically. Yeah. Right? Whereas this is just, this is a figment of Matt's imagination, basically. Yeah, or straight, up, straight up introspection. Yes. Um, so I like that he can have his conversations. Uh, so, yeah, because, you know, I mean... You you pull open a comic book, uh, how much in your average superhero comic book is internal monologue for the hero? A decent amount, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so you got to figure out how does that translate to screen. Uh, and I I like this way, so yeah. Either that or you Deadpool and just talk to the audience. <laughs> that, that for me that only works in moderation. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. The the old the old John Hughes Ferris Bueller hit. So. Yeah, Tony. I am so glad that number one that you came on, yeah, and and and, and did the experiment, and it was just added cream cheese on top that it got you to actually go back and cheat a little bit yeah. and watch first four. No, I'm in. Uh, I'm gonna and I'm gonna stick with it. I feel like I'm gonna move through these pretty fast. This is this is top priority right now. Serious business. Oh boy. So that's every, everything else is on hold. <laughs> hold hold my Star Trek reruns. I've got Daredevil to watch. Oh, nice. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, those well, are super old anyway. Don't worry about those. Well, it's it's been a joy. It's been fun chatting about TV again and 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 uh, reconnecting. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, for getting me in. Thanks for co- devising an experiment because I told you like you know hey I haven't started yet. How am I going to catch up in time before you finish the season? And you came up with a nice little idea, going jumping into the deep end of the pool, where it's uh, well, it's cold you know, and, it, and shocking. <laughs> as as it was said in the last episode, it's kind of my Wilson Fisk superpower. This is what I do. Yeah, you're a you're you're a kingpin. So <laughs> I try. Well, folks, this has been aftermath episode seven with 
Golden Tony Sindelar. And I bid you adieu. Goodbye, nerds. Ah, uh, Brandon. Brandon. Stop. Her.